Hello, welcome to the Spirit of Praise broadcast coming to you from Tabernacle of Praise Church International, York, South Carolina. I'm Bishop Alfred Jackson. I'm thankful that you've tuned in today. I pray that the message uh, will bless you and impact your life in a powerful way. Again, thank you for tuning in. Enjoy the message. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, in the book of Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 6, I'm going to read again verses 10 through 13 of this sixth chapter. Oh, glory to the Lord. Hallelujah. Woo. Yes. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the authorities. Take your excuse me, take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything, to stand. Hallelujah. What a useful thought today what trusting God looks like. What trusting God looks like. We're still kind of in this arena of trusting God as we have been over the last few Sundays. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your anointing. <clears throat> thank you, Father, for you being who you are. Thank you for your very presence in this place. I pray for a fresh anointing of your spirit. That as I minister this word that you've given to me or your people, that I will minister it effectively, that I'll minister it thoroughly. I pray that your name will be glorified. I pray that your people will be blessed. I pray that your kingdom will be advanced. You said that when your word goes forth, it doesn't return to you void. It bears fruit. It accomplishes what you desire. And you prosper your word in the things that you sent this word to. Thank you for sending this word to us today. It's in Jesus' mighty name that we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Whew. Glory to God. Glory to God. What trusting God looks like. Amen. <clears throat> Glory to God. Glory to God. Whew. One of the things that, that is so important is that if we trust, if we believe in God, 
believe that he is our helper, then when the battles of life comes, we should engage those battles without fear because God will help us. Amen? We have to trust him. We have to trust him. And we say that all of the time. We ended the service last Sunday uh, as we talked about trusting in God by singing the song, I will trust in the Lord till I die, till I die. Somebody a long time ago penned those words because they realized the importance of trusting wholeheartedly in the Lord, not just for a few years, but until the end of this life's journey. Yeah, yeah. This, this, this point of trusting in God is vital for those of us who are believers. It's difficult to follow God wholeheartedly if we don't trust him. Yeah. We can say that we trust him, but in the heat of the battle, that's when we really need to trust him. Yeah. yeah. As we say, a colloquial saying, when the rubber meets the road, it'll be proven whether you trust the Lord or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When Adam and Eve were tempted by Satan in the Garden of Eden, it was proven that they did not wholeheartedly trust the Lord. Wholeheartedly trusting meant that, would have meant that they knew what God had said. And regardless of the temptation of the enemy, they would have stood on God's word. Yeah. yeah. But the same thing happens to us many times. Situations have occurred that has tested our level of trust and has proven whether we trust God or not. Nobody else may not know it, but every individual knows. Think back over your life and think about situations. You know that there are some things that have arisen that prove to you that you didn't trust God wholeheartedly. Now, to trust God wholeheartedly, and, and all of this, 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 this Christian journey is a process. Don't forget that. So when you, when you hear these words, even though you may feel condemned, don't let the condemnation stay there. <laughs> because you're still in process. And that's important to remember. Just, just, just let the process take its course, you know. But sometimes we give up. Sometimes we stop in the middle or in the midst of the battles. So to trust God wholeheartedly, we have to develop the proper relationship with him. We have to get beyond the lie that God is, is trying to keep something good from us. That's, what, that's the lie he told Eve. God knows that in the day that you eat the fruit, this tree, that, that you will be wise like him. And the underlying word, the unspoken message was, and God doesn't want you to be like him, so he's keeping that away from you. 
keeping something good away from you, from us. We have to know that God is for us at all times, that God is committed to and God is able to bring us, to bring, hallelujah, <clears throat> about his divine will and purposes in and for our lives. He's, he, he, he will, he's able, he's committed to that. Jeremiah 29 and 11 says, God says to Jeremiah, and to, to, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you, thoughts of good and not evil, thoughts of peace, uh, to give you a future and a hope. Amen. That, that's an important scripture to focus on. Yeah. I don't care what age you are, but especially for young people who feel like you got to go out and make it on your own. No, God says, God says, I think good thoughts towards you. My thoughts for you, my thoughts towards you, my thought, my intentions for you is to give you a future and a hope, a future that you can't give yourself. And a, definitely a future that the devil doesn't want you to enter into. Yeah. Those are my thoughts. Those are my thoughts towards you. Hence, God's command, you shall have no other gods before me. Because if you put another God before me, you're not going to get to the destiny that I have for you. And then God says, that's in Exodus 20 and 3, and then God says in Deuteronomy 6 and 5, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart with all your soul and with all your mind. Now, when you love God with all, nobody else can reach that place in your heart, in your life. Nobody. You may love a person deeply, but they can't reach the place where your love for God is. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, your being, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength, you shall love the Lord your God. Amen. There's no place for anybody else to get to that level. You shall have no other gods before me. No person, your, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your husband, your wife, your car, your job, you know, your health. No other gods. Buddha, Hare Krishna, no other gods. Hallelujah. So, so we need to look at this thing. And, 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 and so the Lord has been dealing with me about this this week. And, 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 and so he spoke to my heart about what trust in him looks like. Now, the scripture that, that the Lord laid in my heart doesn't look like it talks about trusting God. But prayerfully, we'll show you how it talks about trusting God. Paul here gives us some help when it comes to knowing what trusting God looks like, okay? Uh, the book of Ephesians, the, he wrote this, is, is entitled uh, Ephesians because uh, it was written probably to the church at Ephesus, uh, and it is addressed to the saints in Ephesus, but it is believed that this was a circular letter that was probably written to Eph Ephesus was a huge city, at that time, uh, it was a major trading uh, center. 
And, and so the church there in Ephesus was probably the mother church in, in Asia Minor. And this letter would have been sent out and read in all of the other churches in Asia Minor. So it's considered to be a circular letter. It's probably read in the church at Ephesus, but also read in all of the other churches. You know, what, what we're doing now in missions is that we're sending out information to our churches from the headquarters church, Amen. teachings and things that need to be taught in the various churches. I think something that needs to be done a whole lot more uh, in this world today because so many people are going off uh, on strange doctrines and, and, and being tricked and sidetracked. You know, uh, I thank God for, for bringing us to the knowledge of the truth and and, and, and centering us in on sound theology because it's so easy, uh, especially in this, in this arena that we call, um, that some of us mistakenly call being led by the Spirit of God. Uh, people can easily be led by Satan and not realize it. Yeah, so it takes, a, it takes some diligence to stay in the Word. And some people are not in the Word. Uh, anyhow, and a lot of people don't want to be in the Word, uh, you know, don't want to really study the Word, and don't want to dig and, and, and search out the, the, the original meanings of Scriptures and what the Scriptures are actually saying. Uh, you know, don't, they don't know Greek, they don't know Hebrew, they never touched a seminary, never read a theological book, but they got a calling and they jumped in the Word and started preaching and teaching and misinterpreted what the Lord was saying. So this is critical. And this is what Paul was doing uh, through this letter, okay? Um, and uh, so this letter, this letter gives some instructions in practical Christian living, but when you study it, it also deals deeply in Christology and helping people focus on, on Jesus and knowing the Christ and, of course, knowing God, uh, amen, and trusting him because they're living in the midst of a pagan society. And it's so important when you're living in the midst of a pagan society to stay tuned in to the word of the Lord. Amen. Amen. And, 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 and I encourage us and I encourage our young people that as you, as you grow up and as you leave home uh, and as you go to college and, you're, and, and you need to get a good foundation here so that you will know unsound doctrine when you hear it. It's so easily to be led astray when you don't know sound doctrine. Jesus said, my sheep know my voice. Another voice they will not follow. Another's they will not follow. We got to really know the voice of the Lord. You know, know what sounds like your Lord which means be committed to him. You may not know the particular scripture, but, but Holy Spirit will, will say, mm, that doesn't sound right. You need to go do some more studying. You need to ask somebody who can help you in this process. And I encourage our young people, get involved in our school of ministry class. Don't just join the Zoom meeting, but study the lessons. Amen. Amen. You'll never pass a course in college if you don't take notes and study the lessons. You can go to the lecture all day long, but your memory is not going to contain all of that information. You got to study. You got to study. So Paul gives us some help. 
Uh, he gives us some help here. And, and, and in this book, I'm led to pick up at the, the final verses, beginning at verse 10. Uh, after Paul has completed his instructions, the full body of his instructions and teachings uh, in, this, in this letter, um, and as he is about to bring this epistle to a close, he says, uh, or he begins to give instructions on what it looks like to trust God. Listen to what he says. He said, finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. King James says, in the power of his might. Okay, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. So where I need to develop strength at, because I need to be able to resist the fiery darts of the enemy. I need to be able to resist false doctrine. I need to be able to resist those things that kind of sound like God, but are not from God. You know, you got this whole group of black folk that's running around here talking about their Hebrew Israelites. Now, first of all, it's a contradiction in terms. All right. You know, and then how can you be Hebrew Israelites? You came from Africa. And they, they go through this whole body of teaching about the lost tribes of, of Israel uh, and, 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 and Ethiopia and all of the stuff that they're studying. But let me tell you something. If you intend to get to New York and you get on the train or the plane going to California, you're already going to miss your destination. So in the process, you may enjoy the ride. You might enjoy the flight in the process. You may get some goodies. You may get some nuts or some drinks, you know. Uh, uh, you may meet somebody on the plane, and they think like you think. You have a wonderful, wonderful uh, conversation. But you're headed to the wrong direction, enjoying the ride. And a lot of people in this world are headed in the wrong direction, enjoying the ride. Make sure you, you get on the right plane. Make sure you start out right, and if you start out right and continue in the journey, you will continue right. So, so all of these people that are running out the Hebrew Israelites and, 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 and black Israelites and all of this stuff, you need to go back to your roots and the foundation. Stop this foolishness about Christianity being a white man's religion. It's not. God is not a white man's God. God is a spirit. He's not red, yellow, black, or white. Amen. And, and what the Lord showed me the other day is that, that if the people are wrong, it doesn't make God wrong. God is right. Let me get back on my topic. But, 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 but God is right. Amen. Christianity, if, it's, if the scriptures are interpreted correct, correctly, is correct. People are wrong when they get off base. Not God. Amen. 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 Christ is worthy of us following him. God has made this Jesus, Paul said, Peter said in the book of Acts, both Lord and Christ. Because he was crucified, he died, he was buried, and on the third day God raised him from the dead with all power in his hands. Amen. And God made him both Lord and Christ, which means that we follow him. Hallelujah. So, so Paul says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. So I need to develop my muscle. I need to develop my will. I need to develop my strength 
in the Lord. In the Lord. Amen. We, we, we have to trust Holy Spirit to work in us to focus our attention on being strong in the Lord. Amen. As he is revealed in the scriptures, be strong in the Lord. Paul said to Timothy uh, in, 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 in 2 Timothy chapter 4, and I didn't write it all down, so I'm going to turn that and read it to you. Um, he says to, to Timothy, this young man who is a young pastor in 2 Timothy chapter, 1 Timothy chapter 4, and I'm going to begin reading at verse number 7. I'll pick up that, but you need to read the whole context. Having, have nothing to do with godless myths and old wise fables. Rather, train yourself to be godly. Train yourself. Part of training yourself is sitting under the teaching. Part of training yourself is reading the scriptures and reading the lessons, which a whole lot of people don't like to do. A lot of Christians don't want to read the Bible. Train yourself to be godly, for physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. Mm, yeah. You know what? We spend a whole lot of time learning stuff. Amen. We spend a lot of time training ourselves. We spend a lot of time getting information. If you watch television and you watch more than the word network, you're training your mind in those things that you're watching on TV. You're entertaining yourself. And so you're training yourself. You learn things on your job so you can do your job more effectively. Amen. You learn this job. You learn that job. You go from one job to the other because you want to make more money. You spend a whole lot of time training yourself in the ways of the world. How much time do you spend training yourself in the things of God? How much time do you spend getting to know God so you can be strong in the Lord? Well, Bishop, my life is so busy. I mean, I have this thing to do. I have the other thing to do. I have that other thing to do. You know, and sometimes in school, you know, it's wonderful for our children to get involved in things in school. But, you know, your child has to have time to get in the Word. Because band doesn't save you. Football doesn't save you. Amen. Baseball doesn't save you. None of that stuff saves you. And none of that stuff is going to keep you in the time of trouble. Amen. It's wonderful to do those things. It helps round your, round your personality and round out your experience in life. But you cannot neglect time in the presence of the Lord. And in the presence of the Lord means time in his word. You've got to know the word of the Lord. You've got to be strong in the Lord. There has to be a personal, intimate knowledge of the Lord that you have. So why are you getting strong in all this stuff you're getting strong in so you can succeed in life? You know, I fought this battle with my son, and I didn't have a lot of hope from some people, help from some people in the congregation because of the way people think. I fought this battle with my son about fraternities. I said, son, you don't need to join a fraternity. Yeah, but dad, there are connections. You know, this and You know, and, and people say, I'm not condemning you. you I got a, one of my very best friends. A good brother in the Lord, I always call him a heathen, but we just pray, just, we're just playing with each other. But 
But you don't need that as a son. The Bible says, you know, people get tired of you saying the Bible says, but you better say the Bible says, promotion does not come from the east nor the west. Promotion comes from God. Amen. What I need is God, and I'll get to the end of my message in a minute, and I need godly relationships because that's where promotion comes in at. Some clicked in, his, in my son's mind. He didn't join a fraternity, and look at what God has done in his life. The fraternity didn't get him there. The masons didn't get him there. God got him there. Because promotion does not come from man. Promotion comes from God. Oh, if we would learn that. You know, I was in a fraternity when I was in college. That wasn't my life. I was not a party. I was not a drinker. I was not running different women. Are you understanding me? I went to college to get an education. If I had gone to all of the parties, if I had gone to all of the clubs, I, mean, I would have been like some of my other people that I knew. When I went back two years later, they were still in the game room playing cards. Some of them dropped out of school. That was not where my focus was. You don't go to college to do all of that other stuff. You go to get an education, and while you're getting an education, you need to get, keep God in the forefront of your mind so that you're strengthened in him and in the power of his might. Amen. You look at the Bible. The Bible is filled with accounts of God's great and mighty power. Why? These things are written for your admonition and your instruction. These things that are in this Bible are written for your admonition, for your instructions. They're written for warnings. So how am I going to know God unless I get in his word and rightly divide his word? So you see, Paul says, be strong in the Lord. You can be strong in a whole lot of things. Oh, yes. You can be strong in the knowledge you have of your profession. You can be strong in that. You can be an expert. You see all these people on television, they're calling experts. That's all they mean. They're, they've studied this thing. They're strong in it. They know what they're talking about. Why are you not strong in the Lord? Why have you been in the church 50 years almost and you're not strong in the Lord? Why are you not teaching? Paul said, the things I've taught to you, teach the faithful men so that they can teach others. Why are you not yet teaching others rightly dividing the word of God? Because your teaching has not been on getting strong in the Lord. You can tell me about your profession. You can tell me the ins and outs of your profession, but can you tell me the ins and outs of the word of the Lord? I don't mean to sound condemning. I'm just challenging us. Amen. Amen. Paul said, be strong. Be strong in the knowledge of God. I think I skipped something. I better go back to it. Because, yeah, because Paul starts out Ephesians. Yeah, bless the name of Jesus. Oh, <laughs> good thing you number your pages. <laughs> well, bless the name of Jesus. Well, it looks like that my second page didn't print. So it's a good thing you studied. <laughs> so, so, so let's go back to Ephesians chapter 1. 
And, and, and Paul starts out, you know, this is, this is a book about theology. It's a book of Christology. He's teaching us about the glory of Christ and who Christ is. And then, in, but, but he says something in Ephesians chapter 1. Uh, I think it's down about verse number, number 15. He says, for this reason, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints. Now, he's talking to believers. He says, I know that you have faith. I've heard about your faith. All right? I've, read about, I've heard people talk about the faith of, of, of you people there at, at, at Ephesus and then in other churches. I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. I'm praying for you. I want you to continue to be strong. Okay? I keep asking that God, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation for what reason? So that you may do what? So that you, I can't hear you. Oh, I forgot everybody not supposed to be talking. So, so that you can know him better. Whew. So you can know him. And so then he gets to the end of the chapter, he says, I want you to be strong in the Lord. So, so here, he's not, selling, not necessarily talking about, you know, we picture ourselves as big, strong Christians able to stand up. How are you able to stand against the wiles of the devil? Because you know the Lord. You're strong in your knowledge of the Lord. You know what God is able to do. It's not just filling your mind with knowledge, but that knowledge gives strength in your faith in the Lord. Amen. Your, your faith is undergirded by the knowledge that you have of the Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Bible is filled, again, with many accounts, many accounts of God's mighty power at work. But you will not know that if you don't study the Bible. No, intimate knowledge, intimate personal knowledge. You see, this knowledge that, that I'm giving you today, it's not personal for you until you take it and study it yourself. I'm telling you what the Lord has shown me and what I've studied over and over and over again. Now, if I ask either one of you, any one of you to stand in here right now and repeat what I just said, preach the first part of this message, I don't have to say exactly what I said. Some people began trembling in their boots. Lord, please don't let Bishop call on me. <laughs> I've seen it happen in Bible study. I won't do it in the sermon. But you understand what I'm talking about. We need to know God personally. That's why our strength has to come. Trusting God start, starts with knowing God personally. Amen. Do what I studied through what I've read, then through what I've experienced. Because God is not going to give you this information and not let you have some experiential knowledge. Experience clinches this thing. When you go through things in your life and God proves himself to be true, it clinches what, I guess I'm using the right word, what you have been taught in the word. It solidifies what you've been taught in the Word so that the next time you go through, you already know. When you meet someone who's going through something, you can say, this is what the Bible says, and this is what I've experienced in my own life. Second thing, second thing. Paul says, you got to know the armor and know how it works. Hmm. Knowledge. 
Okay? We're in warfare, right? We've got to see this every day in our lives. We're in warfare. The devil is shooting his arrows at your mind. Even while you're sleeping sometimes, the devil is shooting his arrows at your mind. He's trying to undermine your faith in God. That's what he's doing. Amen. We know these things are true. You know I'm not telling you anything that's not true. These things are true. He's shooting his arrows at your mind. Now the Lord says, love the Lord with all your heart with all your soul and with all your mind. Don't have any other gods. Your allegiance can't can't afford to be divided because your focus, if you're going to go through these attacks of the enemy, if you're going to go through this warfare and the devil is at you, the devil is after your children. Amen. I received a message from Minister Smalls the other day about some things that, that, that our children are going through and how they're being attacked. They're in a school system where they have teachers that don't believe firmly. Some of them don't firmly believe in this Lord Jesus Christ that we're talking about. God has made this Jesus, not another Jesus, both Lord and Christ, and so they are confronted with people coming from households who are, uh, the per- parents are unsaved, the parents are, 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 are not solid in the Lord. If, if they're going to church, some of them are running out the foolishness and not sound doctrine. Why you say that, Bishop? Because there's a lot of foolishness in the church. You got all of these prophets and apostles and foolishness in the church. If you're an apostle, you're supposed to be teaching sound doctrine, which means you must have studied and know sound doctrine to teach it. You're going to get up and tell me the Lord going to bless you. That's your prophecy. That ain't no prophecy. The Bible says the Lord going to bless me. <laughs> Anyhow, let me go on. Let me go on. All right, all right, all right. So you got to know the armor and know how it works. I'm reminded of David. In, 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 in 1 Samuel, well, well, first of all, before I go there, in, in Ephesians, Paul talks about, he says, put on the whole armor of God that you might be able to stand against the wiles of the, day of the devil. Then in verse 13, therefore put on the whole, full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. So what is the day of evil? Now we could talk about when, Christ, when, 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 when the Antichrist is released in the earth realm, but before the Antichrist is released, what is your day of evil? When evil attacks you. When evil comes at you. When Satan and his imps come to get you. That's evil day. That's the day of evil. You got to be able to stand your ground. And you don't know what form he's coming after you in. Paul says, you've got to be able to stand your ground. So put on the full armor of God. And he lists the pieces of the armor. All right, now this is is symbolic of a Roman soldier. So God is not expecting you to walk around here with ironclad suits on. No, no. Spiritual armor. Spiritual armor. He says, 
He says, the, put on the belt of truth. Put it around your waist. Okay? With the breastplate of righteousness. All right? Now, and I may not take time to explain all of this to you, but some of you have been sitting under this long enough to know. Truth, let's just deal with the word truth, righteousness, the gospel of peace, your shoes, because you're in, you're in a battle, you got to have on some shoes. It's rocky terrain. You got to be able to stand. You got to have on the right kind of shoes so you can stand in the midst of this rocky terrain with sticks and, and thorns and all of the stuff that you're going to encounter on this journey. Uh, you, your feet fitted with the readiness. Your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. When the gospel of peace is in my heart, there is a readiness in me to answer Whatever comes my way or the contradictory things that comes my way, I'm hearing in my spirit, always be ready to, get a, to give an answer for the hope that lies within you. There's a readiness. It's not I'm going, oh, oh I got to, I got to, I got to, what did that scripture say? Oh, my pastor talked about that last week. Let me see if I can remember. No, 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 no. But you got to be ready. In the moment, there has to be a readiness and it comes with you, your feet being fitted with, with the gospel of peace. Take the shield of faith where you are able to extinguish, where you are able to extinguish. Extinguish means there's a fire, there's something fiery, there's a fire going on, and you can put that fire out. The fiery darts of the enemy. So the darts that the devil is shooting at you are intended to create a fire in you that will destroy you or destroy your faith. Take the helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. This is the armor that you and me ought to be closed with. That means spiritually, I need these things in my life. I need to be surrounded with these things. My head, my mind, the devil is shooting his darts at my mind, trying to get in my mind, fight his battle, destroy the way I think. My head needs to be covered. He's shooting darts at me. I need a shield that's in front of me. I need to know the armor. I need to know how the armor works. Now, you remember David, 2 Samuel, chapter, 1 Samuel chapter 17, verses 38 through 40. Now, this was an evil day for the armies of Israel because of Goliath. It was an evil. They were afraid of Goliath. You know, and, and you know, I know the Lord didn't give us a spirit of fear, but listen to what Paul says. Paul, Paul asked him to pray for him so that he would fearlessly proclaim the gospel. You know, the, the easy thing about proclaiming the gospel in the United States is that we don't necessarily have people in our midst who will stand up and oppose us. We're not facing witches and demons as they fight against the, 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 the spread of the gospel. We're not in a nation where you can be killed for preaching the gospel. Okay? But in the Roman Empire, persecution was coming against the church. 
Paul talks about the many times he was attacked. So he said, pray for me so that I can fearlessly proclaim the gospel. So fear comes into play. Don't fool yourself. Yes, our trust in God should be so that we have no fear. But remember, you're still in human flesh. Amen? Still in human flesh. All right? So, so, so David, Dharmas of Israel, afraid of Goliath. David says, I'll fight him. Saul says, let me, put you, let me give you my armor. David said, oh, no. He put it on. He said, I can't fight in this. I've not tested this. I've not tried this. This doesn't work for me. David didn't know Saul's armor, but David knew something else. David knew his God, and David knew how to use a sling and a stone. So he took that sling and the five smooth stones out of the brook, and he stood up against Goliath because David knew his armor and knew how to use his armor. I don't know how to use a slingshot, but I know how to use the word of the Lord. Amen. I don't know how to use a gun. I can go to the gun range and I can get my license and they can teach me, but I know how to use the word of the Lord. And the word of the Lord is effective. Do you believe? Do you? So many people don't believe the word of God. Yeah, Bishop Butt. Woo! So, 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 God has given us armor. Know the armor. Know what it means. Know how to use it. Last thing, and I'm going to be done. Know the need for and utilize your fellow soldiers in the battle. I was talking with a friend of mine the other day. He called to check on us. And in the conversation, he said, he said, he said, you know, Alfred, he said, we need each other, and we need to pray for each other. He said, because when you're in the midst of your battle, there are some things you may not see. But if I'm watching for you, and I'm praying for you, I can see something that you don't see. Now, 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 now let's unpack this just for a moment. Paul says in verse 18, and I know I skipped over some of this, but I need to get down to here because there's a problem in this area, in the church. Paul says in verse 18, he says, and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayer and requests. And sometimes we stop right there, but he didn't stop right there. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the saints. Now that is directive for me to keep on praying for you. But there's a directive for you to keep on praying for me. But he didn't just say pray. He said be on alert. He said watch and pray. I like the way the King James translated. Watch and pray. Watch and pray. We're in a battle. We cannot fight this battle alone. It might be a personal battle, but God has given us an important resource that some of us don't utilize, and hallelujah, it is our brothers and our sisters in Christ. We need to utilize each other. It's not just our prayers. It's the prayers of the other saints. Hallelujah. An important resource for us. Pray for me. There's an old song. I, I like to hear Bishop Patterson on recorded now sing this song. He says, pray for me while things are going well with you. 
Pray for me that the Lord will see me through. Pray for me that the will of the Lord be done. Pray, pray, pray for me. Now, when you pray for me, when things are going well with you, when the table turns and things are going well with me, I'm going to pray for you. But it's not just praying, it's watching and praying. Watching and praying. Hallelujah. Amen. This is what Paul is saying here. Pray for all of the Lord's people. He says, pray for me also. I know, I know you see me as the apostle. I know you see me as a strong one. I know you see me as the one who's leading you and preaching the word of God for you. But I'm still a human being. Pray for me as I pray for you. Peter said, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. But you remember the scripture, Jesus says, smite the shepherd and the sheep will scatter. Do you know what that means? The devil knows if he strikes the shepherd, if he hits the one that's at the top, then the rest of the people are going to run and flee. Some people are going to fall by the wayside. Pray! While I'm in the heat of my battle, I need you watching and praying for me. While you're in the heat of your battle, I need to be watching, and we need the other saints watching and praying for you. While my focus is on the enemy in my fight, amen. And like we said last week, the devil may set up an ambush behind you that you don't see, but if somebody else is watching and praying, they will see that ambush, and they can tell you, amen, that there is an ambush that the devil has set up. Hallelujah. You can see what I may not see. Hallelujah. You can know what I may not know or what I may not look over. While I am focused on my fight, I need you praying for me. And while you are focused on your fight, you need me praying for you. This is a resource that the church misses because we don't trust God enough and love each other enough to trust one another. Jesus sent his disciples out in groups of two. Why? Part of the reason so that while one could watch while the other one was praying. Mm, watch and pray. Watch and pray. Watch and pray. Watch and pray. Many times when we're praying for help, we only want the Holy Ghost. Or we want the pastor. Well, what about when the pastor's not feeling well? What about when the pastor's going through his own struggles? Amen. And so sometimes, you know, lately, these couple of weeks, I, and I don't mean any harm, and if I offend somebody watching me online, they'd be offended, but get over it. Sometimes I don't want to hear from people. I don't want anybody calling me, asking me for anything. Sometimes I see people writing me on Facebook. I'm not talking about y'all right now. But, and I don't answer. Because and people write me, ask me for this. I said, you don't know what I'm dealing with. You don't know my struggle. Just pray. Stop writing me. Stop asking. Pray. There's a time when you need to discern in the spirit, when you need to watch and pray. Now, I don't want, I'm not making this about me. I'm just using this as an example. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sometimes we only want Jesus. Or we only want the pastor. We only want this strong person in the Lord when God has given you the body of Christ. That's why we have to watch out about having issues with each other. Y'all hear me? You got to watch out about having issues with one another because you need to be able to trust each other to watch and pray for you. 
Some things you need to shut your mouth about. Things you know you don't need to be divulging to other people. Amen. You need to shut your mouth. You need to be quiet. You need to understand that we are brothers and sisters in the Lord and do not give opportunity for the devil to throw a, a, a wrench into the, the flow of the Holy Ghost in our midst. Whew. So sometimes... We say we want God's help, but we don't want God's help. You know, I don't like to use some sermon illustrations because some of them are not necessarily biblical. But I'm going to use this illustration today. And it's not, totally, it's not biblical, but it's a good example. Okay. Forgive me if you offended spiritual ones. Amen. So, and I used to hear my pastor preach this a, long, a lot, a long time ago. Now, I'm six or seven years old. So that means I've been paying attention. He said this man was in trouble, and the way he told it, he was, there was a flood, a storm, and it begins a flood, and he was on a rock in the middle of the river. We see pictures there, people on housetops saw the other on flood. And he kept praying, praying for the Lord to rescue him, and he believed that God would rescue him. A jeep came by. He said, oh, no, I'm going to get on the jeep because God's going to rescue me. So he passed by the jeep. A boat came by. He said, I'm not going to get in the boat because God's going to rescue me. A helicopter came by. He said, I'm not going to get in the helicopter because God is going to rescue me. Uh, but then the man, the flood waters overcame him and the man drowned. When he got to the gate of heaven, he said, God, I was waiting on you to rescue me. What happened? God said, I came to you three times. And you rejected each time, each, each provision that I sent. Now, of course, you know, if man got to the gate of heaven, we wouldn't know what he said. But it's a good illustration because some of us in the church only want to pray to God and we don't want to access our brothers and our sisters. Paul says, watch and pray for all the saints, for all the saints, which means that all the saints are watching and praying for you. That is a resource. And as I, as I develop my relationship, with God, I can't do it without developing my relationship with you. We need each other. And about, that's how I know God. I know more about God because I have good relationships in the kingdom. Just like me talking to my friend the other day. And I thought about that scripture like that when he said, he said, while you're focused on your battle and I'm watching and praying, I can see things, I might see things that you don't see. We need each other. We need each other. We can be on a conference call and we can be talking about the scriptures and revelation starts coming forth. As the Holy Spirit speaks to one and amen and then that, that stirs somebody else, revelation comes forth. Paul prayed that the church would receive the wisdom of God and revelation of the knowledge of God. That's how trust in God works. He gives you people. He gives you people. He gives you people. He says, put on this whole armor. Not a piece of the armor. Put on the whole armor of God. Be spiritually protected. Amen. Be strong in the knowledge of God, in who God is. Be strong in this personal, intimate knowledge of God so you can know him. I was thinking about a, another old song the other day. 
song says, well, that was last night. You can't make me doubt it. I know too much about it. Amen. I meet people that want to that argue with me about Scripture. You're not going to make me doubt the Lord. I know too much about it. I may hush. I may not argue with you. Why? Because I believe the Scripture. I believe Scripture says you don't cast pearl among swine. Amen. If you want to argue about the Word of God, then the Bible says the swine don't know the value of it, so don't argue with them. A lot of times I shut my mouth because I'm not arguing about the Word of, God, of the Lord. If you want to hear, if you want to have a reasonable conversation, if you want to hear what the Lord has revealed to me through my studying, amen, through my, through my, through my experience with the Holy Ghost, amen, I'll share it with you, but I'm not going to argue with you because I don't cast pearl among swine. I get mad because I call you swine. Hallelujah. That's what trusting God looks like. So you say you trust in God. How personal and intimate and deep is your knowledge of God? Somebody gave us an air fryer. I tell my wife, that's just something else to clutter up the kitchen. Now you know what I said. I said, I'm not going to use that thing. I can use my oven. And one day she said, just try it. I put some chicken wings in the air fry. Man knows some good chicken wings. See, I didn't know it. I never tried it. I never used it. Then I started using it, and I found out how good it was. I'm reminded of the scripture that says, oh, taste and see. The Lord is good. Now, as you taste... And he's good. What do you want? More and more and more and more. He's better than my macaroni and cheese. When I eat my macaroni and cheese, I want more. <laughs> but when I started tasting of the Lord, amen, I was thinking the other day, I was baptized when I was 10 years old. I didn't know everything I should know about the Lord, but I believed the preacher when he said, Jesus died on the cross for my sins. I gave my life to Jesus. Here I am 67 years later. Said, you can't, 57 years later. Said, you can't make me doubt God. You can't make me doubt him. I know too much about him. Trust. I hope this message helped you today what trusting God looks like. Now, get strong in the Lord. When you see a strong believer, it's not that God has poured down everything from heaven and just infused them. No, they got into the Word. They studied the Word. They prayed. They sought the Lord. They went through trials and tribulations, and, and they didn't give up on God. They stayed there, and God began to strengthen them. Began to strengthen. They understood the armor. They knew that God had provided them. We know that God has provided us with armor to stand, that we have to be clothed in. And we know God has given us fellow believers that we have to rely on. God bless you.
Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the power of your word. Thank you that when your word goes forth, it does not return to you void. It accomplishes what you desire. You prosper your word in the things that you sent your word to. Thank you for sending your word to us today. Thank you for what your word accomplishes in our lives. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. This morning, if there's anyone here or watching us online, specifically watching us online, because I believe everybody here that's in the sanctuary is a born-again follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. But if you're watching us online, you consider this message. You say you're trusting the Lord. Are you really trusting him? Do you know him? Have you developed this? Are you in the process of developing this intimate, personal knowledge of him? Are you allowing the Lord to move in your life so you can have experiential knowledge of the Lord? Do you know the armor? He's given you armor. You're in a battle in your life. It's not against another person. This is a spiritual battle. You can't see your enemy with your natural eye. Consequently, natural weapons don't work against Satan. Spiritual weapons only. He's given you brothers and sisters in the Lord. Are you utilizing that resource? Are you praying for other saints while they pray for you? Are you all watching and praying together? This morning, the wonderful thing about the Lord is that he is not a respecter of persons. Jesus came to die on the cross for everyone's sin. So everyone has the same access to God is through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and his finished work on Calvary. He doesn't discriminate. He does not. Skin color doesn't matter to the Lord because he's not looking at that. Educational level doesn't matter to the Lord. Doesn't. Financial status doesn't matter to the Lord. He wants a personal relationship with you. So if you're watching today and you want to give your life to Jesus, you believe that he died on the cross for your sins and God raised him from the dead, you can make that personal commitment to Christ right now by praying this prayer of faith. Has to be an act of your will. Your will, not mine. I will just lead you in a prayer of confession. Once you pray this prayer of confession and faith in Christ Jesus, the Bible promises you that you're saved. Write to us, let us know of the commitment that you've made so that we can follow up with you. Join me in this prayer if you want Jesus to be your Savior and your Lord. You want to trust God in your life. Pray this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. I cannot save myself. Lord, I believe that you died on the cross. Taking my place, taking the punishment that I deserved because of my sin. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, come into my life. 
Save me from my sin. Be my Savior. Be my Lord. I give my life to you today. And I receive you as my Savior and my Lord. And thank you, Lord. Thank you for hearing my prayer. Thank you for receiving me. Amen. Salvation is by faith. Salvation is not by feeling. You may not feel saved, right? But salvation is by faith. And if that prayer was a decision of your, out of a decision of your will to give your life to Jesus, he heard you and he received you. The Bible says, as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become his sons and his daughters. Amen. Now, there's a growth process that has to take place. Your baby in the Lord. That's why we ask you to write to us. If you don't have a church home, if you're not, if you're not connected with, with other Christians and they can't point you in the right direction, write to us so that we can follow up with you and we can help you begin this process of growth in the Lord and also help you find a church in your area if you don't live around here. Help you find a church in your area that we can point you to and have someone make contact with you. So write to us um, on our website. Uh, put it in the comment section. Someone is watching right now and they can get your information and we can follow up with you. Thank you so much for tuning in. Amen. For every believer in the house, I pray that the Lord will strengthen you by his mighty power, with all might and the Holy Ghost. Whatever you're going through in your life today, know that God is with you. He will not forsake you. He will not leave you. The battle may be difficult and may be strong, may be hard, but you have to trust him. Now, get in the habit of developing an intimate knowledge of him, knowing what his word says. Know the armor. Use the armor and use your fellow believers in the Lord. God bless you. Let's stand. We pray that the Spirit of the Lord will guide you and direct you. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's receive the benediction. Now unto him who is able to keep us from falling and to present us faultless before the presence of his glory. To the all-wise God, our heavenly Father, be both power and glory, honor and dominion forever and ever. Let the people of God say together, amen. God bless you. I pray that you've been blessed by the message. And if you have, write to us. Let us know how this message has impacted your life. Or if you've made a decision for Christ today to follow Jesus as your Savior and your Lord, write to us and let us know that as well and give us your information so that we can follow up with you. You may write to us at Tabernacle of Praise at msn.com. That's Tabernacle of Praise at msn.com. Give us your email address or a way to contact you so that we can follow up with you. 
Also, we would like for you to sow into this ministry. If you've been blessed by this work, by the preaching of the gospel and the teaching of the gospel, and you would like to help further this cause, we're not just preaching here in the United States. We are preaching around the world. Through this podcast, our messages are being heard in many places around the world. We are actively working in eight countries in the world, on the ground in Liberia, Malawi, Burkina Faso, Ghana, Guinea, uh, Kenya, and Dominican Republic. So if you'd like to help us in this work, feel free to sow a seed to help further the preaching and teaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ and the expanding of the kingdom of God. If you would like to give, go to topraise.org forward slash give. Again, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Continue to pray with us and for us as we continue to spread this gospel of Jesus Christ around the world. God bless you.